Hi guys, hello everyone. Uh, this is the first episode of On Topic with Ratik. Uh, we are with uh, Jan Kocakil. Uh, he is the co-founder and CEO of OpenPad, uh, a, a, um, a revolutionary launchpad, I would say. So, uh, Jan, can you please tell about uh, yourself and OpenPad, please? So we can go on. Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Jan Kojigal, director and co-founder of OpenPad. We are a more a community-run launchpad, a decentralized venture capital, and also we have a functionality of uh, accelerator and incubator, allowing everyone to invest in uh, early-stage Web3 projects starting from $1 with an insurance-backed uh, and allocation-guaranteed manner. So, uh, yes. So uh, people can invest in your platform starting from $1, right? Yeah, we are uh, providing a guaranteed allocation starting from $1 with the uh, algorithm that we developed, what we call a compound incentives for initial token offerings, which allow us, which allow you know, investors to uh, invest in an asset, Web3 assets, starting mm -hmm. from $1 with the, you know, a greater multipliers so mm -hmm. that uh, there is no barriers to uh, entry here. That's that's really nice. So uh, can you please tell us about like, what are the fundraising methods coming with Web3 features uh, and how are they different from traditional uh, fundraising methods? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, in uh, uh, conventional, you know, in traditional finance, uh, there are a couple of ways of fundraising, including uh, venture capital, uh, angel investment, and in more late stage investments, including uh, IPOs, initial public offerings. So uh, I guess uh, let's more talk about the, 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 the IPO uh, to compare with the new uh, fundraising ways in that tree. So IPO is uh, equity financing where you, uh, you know, sell your equities mm -hmm. mostly in a fixed price to the public investors so that your portion of the equities are now public. And, and, and investor, investors uh, have some uh, governance rights, uh, probably, and some capital ownership. Uh, so they license. become your partner. So they become your business partner. Yeah, it's essentially a kind of way of being partner. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is what mm -hmm. we can call, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, like, and, what are the crypto and, crypto fundraising methods? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe we can just uh, add one, one more little thing okay. to really, you know, in the compare between the IPO and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So, and in IPOs, uh, there is a generally investment bank that conducts mm -hmm. the due diligence, conducts the uh, underwriting, conducts to financing, uh, demand aggregation, that kind of things. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, in Web3, there are a lot of different ways mm -hmm. of intermediate services like investment banking in the traditional finance. And, 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 and yeah, so I think this is very important and critical, mm -hmm. let's say, component of equity financing. Uh, when we compare to the Web3 that I will oh, talk more that, later. Yeah. That, that's, that's really nice. So uh, 
you know, uh, gaming uh, and GameFi is a really hot topic right now. Uh, like after then, DeFi, decentralized finance, is the uh, most uh, hot topics around blockchain space. So uh, I would like to deep dive into um, gaming space. So uh, what are the possible ways of raising capital for uh, gaming projects? Uh, coming with like web3 uh, methods so like what what uh, would you suggest to game entrepreneurs uh, to raise funds and uh, how is it beneficial for them yeah so uh, actually uh, in terms so let me first introduce the domain agnostic ways of fundraising coming with web3 and then deep dive into uh, for the gaming uh you know we have initial coin offering as you know initial mm -hmm. exchange offering and initial decentralized exchange uh, offering mm -hmm. these are the top three ways of uh fundraising for any blockchain based projects you know mm -hmm. uh where blockchain is come is coming to the play is the tokens right so you have the tokens to be sold to the investors so that they have a sense of capital ownership so they mm -hmm. have a liquid asset to be a publicly trade publicly uh, tradable on the market. Mm -hmm. So initial coin offering is uh, a more kind of decentralized ways of fundraising where you sell tokens to the investors and not equity. So it is a token financing, and the inter there is no intermediate. Mm -hmm. Uh, company or corporation that conducts the due diligence, that conducts the underwriting, valuations, that kind of things, where we have investment bank in the traditional economy. So, so, so there, there are no, the, there are not security concerns, as I understand, right? So, uh, actually, there are a lot of security concerns because there is no place, there is no uh, man, woman, corporation, government that conducts any kind of due diligence. Mm -hmm. Uh, letting a kind of uh, so and entrepreneurs and you know scammers can leverage the power of borderless you know nature of the DeFi so they can conduct a lot of uh, they can raise a lot of money but in ICO you know the case is you are basically selling tokens through your mm -hmm. website to the investors mm -hmm. so investors or the community what we can call uh, mm -hmm. are the people really that investing in your you know, token. So there is no place, there is no, uh, you know, corporation that conducts due diligence. You are like a one-to-one -one fight, you know, because there is no, you know, other way around it. So this mm -hmm. is, you know, ICO. But now there is a lot of, you know, ICO boom back in, uh, I think, uh, 70, uh, 2070. And now we have more complex and easy ways of fundraising. Uh, for example, initial exchange offering. It is the same uh you know we have it is the same basically with the ico mm -hmm. the only mm -hmm. difference is that you know centralized exchanges are conducting that mm -hmm. uh token sales so they are locally or partially regulated uh by the governments that you know um uh, so yeah and and the rest of the process is just the same so you can basically uh you know connect with you know, centralized exchange mm -hmm. uh, and then sell your tokens to the investors with the so and then the raised fund will be automatically or manually 
translated in the liquidity in their exchange so that the tokens are publicly uh, tradable, uh, which gives a sense of uh, trust to the investors mm-hmm. because there is a, some intermediate place, you know, a, a centralized place that conducts due diligence, valuation, that kind of things. It is kind of, you know, more secure in average than mm-hmm. the ICO. And then, you know, we have Amos, uh, I think one of the easiest ways of fundraising today is the uh, initial decentralized exchange offering where Launchpad conducts uh, due diligence, underwriting, fundraising, demand aggregation, marketing, and that kind of things to mm-hmm. sell project tokens to the community. Uh, and then the raised funds are automatically uh, deployed on the decentralized exchange as a liquidity so mm-hmm. that the tokens are you know publicly tradable there's a market mm-hmm. that kind of things you know so and the cost so since there is no a kind of um uh, like a centralized place here because all domains are all you know all the uh, assets flows are mm-hmm. in the on chain are, are on chain are in the mm-hmm. smart contracts so there is a you know, not a little fees going on here. This is the reason why I guess most players in both GameFi, in both you know, uh, DeFi, mm-hmm. crypto as a whole are diving into the idea. And I want I want to add, add something there. Yeah. So like it's also benefitable for investors, I believe, uh, if they are investing traditionally in stocks. Um, like if they are investing in a startup, they need to wait for many years. So they need to wait for the next uh, round or the exit to get profit and to sell their uh, stocks. So, uh, but if they invest in tokens in many projects, they get a portion of token in a year uh, and they can start selling immediately. So there is a market and they don't need to wait for anyone or they don't need to get approval from other partners. So it's also benefitable for investors, right? Yeah, so they can basically liquidate their position as early as, you know, one year. So the liquidation of assets is kind of good for the investors, mm-hmm. but it is kind of zero-sum game because, you know, diving deeper, there is a kind of early investors. Mm-hmm. Most of them are... Basically, VCs or institutional investors are buying, accruing, accumulating tokens at a you know a discounted price uh, than the public people, and now they have a kind of vesting uh, terms, vesting schedule, meaning that mm-hmm. there is a um, a time between the acquisition of the asset and the claiming of that asset. So. Even though they can liquidate, liquidate, you know, their positions uh, mm-hmm. as early as one year, there is trade off. There, there is a lot of trade off here, right? Because if you do a mistake in your fundraising process, because you're doing your basically, you know, being public at your early stages, as co- when we compare to the, you know, a traditional finance, mm-hmm. you know, liquidity fundraising. So. And most of the time, there is no product, there is no value, there is no, you know, real community when you have, uh, you know, market. So mm-hmm. I think this is a kind of trade-off because if you do, if you did a little one mistake, which can be a smart contract bug, which can be mm-hmm. a valuation mistake, which can be 
anything, you know, regarding finance and economics behind the process. And then you basically have a big deal, have a, you know, big issues because uh, if, let's say, your valuation is so high than you're expected because there is no demand like your valuation, which mm-hmm. means that, you know, public people will dump your token, which creates a selling pressure on top of, the, you know, the public people. And then kind of, you know, a domino effect comes to the play and, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the play, right? So like we, we, we uh, saw it many times during this bear market. So like this is not a story. We are not natives. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this is the trade-off. Uh, there is good size also for sure because investors can liquidate their positions as early as one year, mm-hmm. which means that if you if I got if I got a ten on my return on investment and mm-hmm. that I can just sell directly on the market. But the reason it's a zero sum game, you know, the exchanges are basically a kind of zero sum game. But they when they dump the tokens, uh, everyone's value is depreciating, right? So. And uh, so mm-hmm. what I'm, you know, what I'm saying is the incentives of the public, private and all the players around the game should be aligned so mm-hmm. that we have a successful and, and you know, multi-party aligned mm-hmm. fundraising process. Uh, thank you for your great answer. Uh, I think it's really clear to me and uh, I believe to audience as well. Uh, so uh, recently for the couple of uh, months, uh, I've been hearing uh, concepts of like initial metaverse offerings, initial game offerings uh, for many times. So they are really hot topics nowadays. Can you tell uh, about them and like, can you tell please what are the difference between them? So uh, initial game offering, initial NFT offering, initial metaverse offering are uh, you know, basically a initial token offering with some like a domain addition. You know, initial game offering is basically a initial decentralized exchange offering focusing on the gaming perspectives and focusing on the gaming uh, related investors. So there is no, you know, technical difference or infrastructure difference here, but the name is kind of you know, uh, new orange, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, but the, the, the technical backend is basically, you know, say, so, but the thing is that when you say initial gaming, initial game offering, when we compared to initial exchange or initial decentralized exchange offering. Mm-hmm. So it means that you're focusing and so you're valuing on that. So which creates a kind of social market, meaning that, people know that there is a gaming marketplace or there is a, a gaming focused uh, early stage investment place so uh, it is kind of you know a monotonic or just a, you know a, a, a centralization in terms of context so mm-hmm. it is no other means around that uh, initial gaming offering uh, was that initial metaverse offering is something different because there is something uh, you know basically the underlying process is initial nft offering where mm-hmm. you sell NFTs, uh, basically they are, you know, metaverse lands uh, to the people. So the, the technical backend, you know, the technical process is mm-hmm. you're just basically selling NFTs at a most probably fixed mm-hmm. price to the investors. Uh, but the way you sell them is uh, there is a, like, like a strategic difference here because 
there are some lands in the metaverse and there are some you know uh, geographic positions there are so like some the, the, the like difference is the, the how you how you promote it so like uh, it's yeah, about the package the package you're yeah. you're putting yeah 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 that's all about that's kind of you know rebranding that's the mm. new orange yeah uh, you know yeah this is just the same but in the in the initial metaverse offering there is mm -hmm. a little strategic level uh, addition uh, there is no technical addition but there is a strategic level addition which mm -hmm. is uh, there is a you know uh, there can be a correlation between the lands that you are selling to the investors mm -hmm. that correlation can be uh, depend on space or time so there is a you know little there is a change in the dynamics it can be it cannot be it might be it might not be okay it, this is basically a, a let's say a parameter that uh, founders can design it mm -hmm. so uh, but the, as you said uh, just rebranding uh, of the uh, previous names and initial nft offering is basically is, is selling same. nfts yeah just just minting actually mm -hmm. but yeah. uh, the uh, the process is conducted through uh, nft launchpad most mm -hmm. probably so mm -hmm. they help you to market that they help mm -hmm. you to finance it that mm -hmm. kind of things so but uh, there is no technological level innovation here ico ieo and ido and now we have uh, i uh, fo initial farm mm -hmm. offering that kind of things uh, but there is no technology level advancement here the last question and i believe it's the best question that we ever had in this meeting uh, <laughs> what open pet can do for uh, founders so how founders get benefit with working with open pet and uh, how they should contact with you if they're interested yes so they can con uh, contact with us uh, through any social media link uh, mm -hmm. our team will uh, will catch that so uh, in terms of uh, you know the features and benefits uh, we have a simple philosophy of empowering founders to, in terms of any area of, you know, any uh, early stage company can en encounter in their, you know, uh, fundraising mm -hmm. lives. So which can be liquidity, marketing, finance, economy, economics, uh, decentralized exchange listing, centralized exchange listing to mm -hmm. uh, market making, uh, legal things, mm -hmm. uh, fundraising for sure, which can be both traditional VC fundraising or more decentralized fundraising. So this is our, you know, philosophy. But so like it sounds like of... smart money, like it's a smart money, but you are smart uh, launchpad, I would say. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can, we can, we can call that. Uh, so, uh, but there are basically two components that founders can benefit. Mm -hmm. where one of which is Launchpad, where they can uh, sell their tokens at both early stage or public. Mm -hmm. And in our labs, there is a, 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 a we have an incubation and acceleration arm, really nice. what we call labs. In in that labs, we have uh, advisory and we see venture capital. A more traditional venture capital model so they can uh, benefit of uh, uh, that two arms that that seems a great opportunity for uh, new founders 
so uh, thanks for your answers and thanks for the uh, this talk show uh, and um, everyone uh, listening our um, new brand new talk show uh, we will see you in the next episode uh, thanks Ali thanks for having me see you later